So it's a progressive prayer. In, the, in verse 33, it says, Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decree. Can I make sure that nobody is in any of these rooms at the back here? The studio, everybody in the studio should be out here to pray. I don't want anybody to be anywhere. Really, I want Lord to follow your decree. Decrees. Then I will keep them to the end. No one can follow the decrees of God unless the Lord teaches you by the Holy Spirit. People who are reprobate, they lack the privilege. The next verse says, Give me understanding and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your command for there I find the light. So the first thing is give me understanding. The second thing is teach me. And the third thing is direct me. You want to tell the Lord to teach you, to teach you, to follow his decrees, to give you understanding, and to direct your path. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. A God and King, we ask, O oh God, that you will teach. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Teach us, O oh God, in this house. You are dealing with your mind now. Teach me, O oh Lord, to follow your decree. Teach us, O oh Lord, to follow your decrees. So that we can keep them to the end. Tell the Lord, give me the pleasure. To follow your decree. Help me not to run my life the way I think. Help me to run my life according to your teaching. Holy Spirit, teach my heart to follow your decree. Teach my mind to be fruitful in your decree. Pray and tell God, give me understanding as I read your word. Help me to understand your word that I may keep your laws. That I may obey your laws with all my heart. Teach me your ways, O God. Moses, after seeing the manifestation of God's power and grace, he prayed and he said, and he said Teach me your way, O God, that I may, I may know you. That I may continue to find favor. Knowing the Lord brings the favor of God. And we know the Lord only by the way. Teach me your ways, O God. Teach me, O Lord, Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways that I may follow your decree. Give me understanding. Tell God whenever I read the Bible, let me understand it deeply. There are people who have been Christians for years and yet they can't teach the word of God. That is wrong. A Christian for one month must be able to teach the word of God. Unless you have understanding, you cannot be fruitful. Father, give me understanding of your words. That I may keep your laws. I want to obey you only. Give me understanding of your words so that my heart can obey you only. Tell the Lord that I will not take you granted. Direct me in the part of your command. Tell the Lord, help my heart to listen only to your command. Deliver my heart from the control of Satan. Pray. 
Tell the Lord to deliver your soul, your mind, from the control of the wicked one. So that you will not be doing things that you regret every time. You regret. How long will you keep on regretting? You can live above regrets when the Holy Ghost takes control of your soul. Father, we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray for myself, O God. Direct my path in your command. Direct my path, O God, to your command. Direct my heart, O God, to the path of your command. Let me find delight in you, O God. Tell God, let me derive pleasure in obeying you. Give me obedient hearts. Let me derive pleasure in serving you. Give me obedient spirits. Father, I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In this end time, don't let me waste away. There are many people that are wasting away. When the trumpets shall sound, they have no hope. Father, I come to church every day. Don't let me get lost. Don't let me be condemned. Don't let me follow the path of peril. Lord, help me to understand your laws. Direct my path, O God, in the path of your righteousness. Tell the Lord, I look up to you, my Father. Give me understanding of your word. Let me love the Bible. Teach me your word, O God, that I may follow you to the end. Protect my heart from obeying the devil. I want to obey instruction of heaven only. Pray for your soul to be delivered. Pray for your soul to be delivered. When the trumpets are sound, anybody that is not found in righteousness shall perish. We don't go to heaven because we come to church. Jesus' name says, Not all who call me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of my Father. But those who do the will of my Father, Tell the Lord, help me, O God. Help me, O God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Open your eyes and look at me. It will happen. I saw a heavenly body struck the earth and people who were running helter skelter. It cannot be prayed against. God is fed up of the present age. You need to know that. And God had decided to use a, a very tough measure to at, attract the attention of mankind. It's disaster will strike and strike and strike and strike and strike until people go to their knees and plead for mercy. But I've just started is 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 just the beginning. All what you are seeing happening all over the world now is just a little taste. I'm telling you. Righteous will be affected. But you know it's not a problem. If I if I'm in midst of disaster and I die, I'm just going to heaven straight away. And God doesn't have any regret about it. Because mortal men have turned deaf ears to, to God, God is going to teach them a bitter lesson. Are you with me now? But you, who is a child of God, I told them in that meeting, before God began to take me into the realm of prophetic, that last, over, up to last year, my greatest passion is for Christians, people who come to church, 
but they are not going to heaven. Over the years, that has been my great headache. Until the Lord told me last year, stop worrying yourself about it. Teach the word. Just focus on what I send you, and you just do it. Leave the rest for me. But for those of you who follow me, I told you what I told them too. Though it's not in our church. It's another church. Pastor was there and other people. I told them too. I beg you to listen to what I say. A time will come that you will not hear me. It will not happen to you that you will be in a place where you are crying. I will have heard him. I will have listened to him. But it, will, it, will, it should be to you in a place where you can say, where is he? And then here I appear. Thank you for instructing me. The cup of this world is full. So the prayer I'm telling you to pray. I don't expect to be praying and be doing it. When you come to church, don't come to church to come and, uh, uh, you know, just be parted and then, you know, let whatever will be, will be and we go. No, 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 that's not the church. You come to church to be instructed in godliness. If you want to walk around, you can walk around. This is victory night. But we are doing this in the day. It's the third day. We are going to pray. Verse 36 says, Turn my heart towards your statutes. Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. 37 says, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. We are going to pray those two. Heart and eyes. Turn my heart towards... You should be having your Bible in your hand so that it's not just this thing you are looking at. You open your Bible and you'll be praying it. Because this may not... I may go beyond this. And though, when I go into other scriptures, you and the projector, don't throw them on the, bio, on, the, on the screen. Because if I go away from the book of Psalms during prayer, just retain the key prayer point, which is the book of Psalms. Satan is showing the world many things to turn the heart of the, of the people from the Lord. So we're going to pray, Father, turn my heart towards your status. Every member of this house are not selfish gain. Turn my ears away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Shall we begin to pray in the name of Jesus? We pray for one another. Turn our hearts, O oh God, towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Father, I pray thee, turn our hearts, O oh God, towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn our eyes away from worthless things. Preserve our life according to your word. All the, all the attitude of Finding faults and offenses. Take it away from us. Selfish gain. Me, 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 me. And not consideration for others and for God. Father, take it away from us. Our hearts and our eyes. Pray and tell God, assign your messenger to the door of my eyes. Satan has filled the whole atmosphere with things that can detract attention and lead to sin. Tell the Lord, when my eyes see them, O oh God, do not let my heart receive them. 
Preserve my life according to your word. Do not let me take important things that are worthless before God. Do not let me see good in things that are bad. Yes, loving Lord. Turn my heart towards your statutes. Tell God, help me to love your word. Help me to love fellowship. Help me to love your company. Turn my heart towards your statutes. Yea, Jehovah. Turning away from selfish gain. Turn my ears, my eyes, away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. The Bible says, in the last days there shall be perilous times. People shall be lovers of themselves, self-centered. They shall be lovers of pleasure. Tell God, turn my eyes away from pleasure of this world. Let my eyes be focused on your righteousness. Let my heart be, be totally centered on your righteous acts. Yea, Father, deliver my eyes from evil. Deliver my mind from developing evil thoughts. Free me from the thoughts bombardment of the devil. Oh, sovereign Lord, life is worth a living. Only in God shall it be fulfilled. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Tell the Lord, fill my eyes with the visions of heaven. Fill my eyes with the revelation of heaven. Where your eyes is, your mind shall go. Your eyes is the entrance to your mind. Pray, tell God, change my focus completely. Father, I pray thee. Lord, I pray thee. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. I want to hear your amen sound. Num verse 28 says, Fulfill your promise to your servants. So that you may, fear, you may be feared. You want to pray that for Christ with tabernacle. There are promises God has given to us in the mandate of reaching the globe. And this is the year. He had told us from 15 years ago. Somebody sent me a, a WhatsApp. Is WhatsApp you call it? WhatsApp. That green thing. Alright. And that WhatsApp, it says that Somebody, a pastor was driving. And that pastor saw an old man who waved him. So he picked the old man to help him. And as they were going, he said that the old man said that, did you, did you hear what happened in heaven yesterday? And that the man said, ah, happened in heaven. Okay, he packed. What happened in heaven? Were you in heaven? And the old man they said, the old man said, God was angry with the world. And so, God told the archangel to blow the trumpet. But then, Jesus appeared and began to plead for mercy. Showed his hand bleeding and all stuff. And because of the plea of Christ, God said, okay, I give them the last chance. And that man now said to me, in that was up. They said that the man now said, but how did you know that? He said that then when, when God said, I give them the last chance, that 
Jesus now sent his angels, so many angels to the world. And the man said, I'm one of them. And the man vanished. Now, the person who sent the WhatsApp now told me, send it to ten people. I now took my reply, and I replied him, that for the coming of the Lord, that is certain. And I said, 15 years ago, the Lord took me to heaven. Where Jesus told me about what will happen every year till this year. And I've been preparing the household of faith for his coming. But I will not run with this message. For I am mandated by heaven not to run with the message without validation. I want to know who is the pastor who claimed to have this encounter. But I said to the person, go and get my book which I published on my encounter with the Lord Jesus and His Holy Angels. Somebody came here last Sunday, and at the door there, I met him. He was distributing some leaflets, and I stopped him. That You can't do that here, because it is wrong to come to another person's church without taking permission from the leader and be giving leaflets that it is ungodly. He said, no, that is for the pastor. I said, okay, give it to me. When I opened the leaflet, I read it. They call themselves a ministry, Maranatha, whatever, something. And they said that um, today, no, last Sunday or so, two Sundays ago, it said last Sunday should be, or today, whatever, I think it's today, that all churches, in, you know, are asked to, to, to teach about the coming of the Lord today. I have the email to send to them that we are not part of those churches. I will not teach of the coming of the Lord because some people think one Sunday they should teach it. I teach about it daily. But you know, when people are having threats like this, it's just like the time we had uh, two, 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 uh, uh, Y2K. We don't run because people are running. In this house, we know the time and season. It is people who don't know the time and season that panic. And I prepare you daily for the time and the season, if you listen to me. You cannot see any of such measures and be panicking. I don't believe in taking one day to be talking about rapture. I have been teaching you about the coming of the Lord now for four, months, eh, for four uh, weeks. And the things I'm teaching you and we are leading in prayer is to prepare you for His coming. For the coming of the Lord Jesus, if anybody has been coming to this church, it is impossible for you to say you do not know. Aha. So, but there is a panic in the world now. But the Lord spoke some things in the prophetic yesterday. I want to pray for the promise. You are the promise. And you are the one God will use to the fulfillment of the promise. Because God does not make promise with bricks and mortar. That's why I say, fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. We are going to tell the Lord, Father, remember your promise you made with Christ with Tabernacle. In this year, Lord, fulfill it. This month of May, let there be fulfillment. Lift up your voice and let us together. And tell the Lord to make you part of the fulfillment. Jehovah, we pray in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Remember your promise which you made for Christ with Tabernacle. Remember your promise which you made, O oh God, for us. You made the promise to us. We are the recipient of the promise. Fulfill your promise, O oh God. Fulfill your promise, O oh God, to your servant. So that you may be feared on the earth. Tell the Lord. Fulfill your promise to me, O God. As you have brought me to this house, fulfill your promise. 
that you may be feared on the earth. Father, I pray. The Lord said to us in the book of Exodus 34, verse 10, the, the new covenant I make with you, I will do wonders among you, so that have never been done in any part of the world. It is the covenant of God with CFT. Tell the Lord, I know you will visit this house this year. When you visit this house, do not neglect me. Make me a part of the visitation. Let me be part of the manifestation. Let me be part of the grace. Father, you will visit CFT this year. Do not neglect me, O God. Make me a part of your visitation. Father, I pray thee, tell the Lord, overrule my weaknesses and bring me to the place of manifestation. Lord, I pray thee in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, because it's done. Even as we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Let's take us for a few minutes. For a few minutes, God. For which God should bless mankind. Why should Christians pray? It is the only means by which God can, through man, stop the activities of Lucifer. So also, why should the occult pray? They pray to the devil regularly and cast spell upon mankind to activate demons to fulfill the mandate of hell. Why should Christians pray? If you don't pray, those who pray to Satan, that demons are released out, they can make life, make life ridiculous for you. For no reason. Something that has been good just turns sour. And you cannot put your finger on why. Because the sons of Satan are praying to Lucifer. And Lucifer is, is the arm of demons are being strengthened. Why is it that it is through the mouth of man that God or Satan can have their will. Because God had created the art for mankind. And he has made man the authority of this world. Therefore, Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Because you are the one on earth. Whatever you permit. Another translation says, whatever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. You are the one on earth who can determine what happens. That's the reason why demons don't govern people. It is human beings that govern them. When you are going to vote now next week, you will vote human beings. But those who control the human beings is either God or devil. That's the fact. So when Christians keep quiet and they don't pray, Satan will enter into parliaments, house of laws, and house of assembly of nations, and influence the mind of those human beings because they are not born again, most of them. Even those who are born again in some countries, they have become rogues. Because the Christians there do not pray. You know the prayer they pray? Is self-centered. But to pray according to the scripture, they don't do it. So that those who are evil workers are casting spell on the people. And there is nothing to shield the people from the spell. So they behave according to the spell. Because spell is assigning a spirit to perform a function. And prayer also is assigning an angel to perform a function. That's the prayer to God. As we fast, those who worship Satan fast. And as fasting is used for spiritual things in God, it's also used for spiritual power in the devil. And so therefore, when God said to man to pray, you must pray. 
You know, let me remind you this, because this time I have very brief with with you, and there we go. Next, when next I come to your midst, I will take you through continuation of what we've been teaching. Whenever God tells you to do a thing as a covenant, do it. God told this house, meet me every four seconds and third. If anybody in this house meets those days, <laughs> you exclude yourself deliberately. Because the Lord will meet with those who come. It is not a time to sit at home and watch television or think that you can connect with internet. Because when you connect with internet, it can never be as the presence. The presence is not an internet, okay? You only get crumbles, the crumbs that fall to the ground. That's what you get through television and internet. But when you are under the cloud, it's different. The cloud will not go through television. No, it would not. And if I have to move and touch you, I can't touch you on television. Why God can, you know, see those things through those mediums. But it's different to when God says that, come to me. When God says, come to me, He expects you to walk there with your feet. He expects you to be there in the bodily form. And He expects you to be very religious about it. And God told us in this, our first second thought, He said, present whatever your case is to me before the month. He said, and watch out. By last Friday of the month, you will come and testify. So when you are coming to a meeting like that, you must come with that expectation. You know, somebody, the church we went yesterday, the pastor of the church was telling the people testimony of how I came in the first time I, she invited me to her church. I remember then they were at Bakia. The first time I was invited to that church, I stood on the pulpit. She had been seeking God for her father. And when God told her about me, she came with that heart of desperation. And God began to tell me her life, which only three people know on earth. Her husband and her elder sister. And to detail, I spoke about those things that she had gone through. By God. Then I shifted and told her what is about to happen. They got into trouble. They moved them out of the building. They went into, we fought, fought the battle with them. But they moved into a new place. And she came to me and said, Dad, can you please pass through where I am? We have just gotten this place. And today is our anniversary. Like today I'm going there too. Pass through the place. When I came into the place, she said, even just to pray and bless the place. It was a very heavy meeting here. They went. When I got there, as I took the microphone to pray for them, I began to prophesy. And I told them that you have just moved in here, but you are living here immediately. Can you imagine somebody just moved from struggle into a place and a prophet came and said that you haven't got a place already. You are moving out of this place immediately. And God spoke many things about the destiny of the church. God described where they are moving to. And God said that the place you are moving to, you will not have money to buy it, but I will buy it for you. And we know what happened. When they moved, half of the church left to that small place. There are people who come to church not because they are part of the church. They are crowd. God does not do his work in church by crowd. That's why when they leave, the church continues to move. Are you with me now? So therefore, what happened to them was that as I left the following Sunday, the owner of the building locked them out. They had to hold their meeting outside. Can you imagine you've just come into a place, you call the man to come and pray over it, and then he told you you are moving. Then that weekend, 
the person is really the second person that they are co-tenants, not the owner. You know, through their altar out, a bishop, you will know that bishop now. He's the only one who can do things like that. The one who said that uh, women can conceive without intercourse. He's the only one who is erratic. <laughs> he can do things. He threw the altar out. So they all gathered and said, let us listen to the prophecy. They listened to the prophecy and heard what God said, that you're out. So they began to pray, where next? And then the Lord took them to where they are today. When they got the building today, where they are today, they had no money. And the people are so few in number. And with the few, God began to trigger things. Money came, they bought the building. Now let me say something to you, therefore. I'm saying this because the Bible says in the book of Second Chronicles 2020, Believe in God, you shall be established. But you believe in prophets for you to prosper. When God gives you a prophet, believe. Don't take the grace for granted. If there is no grace, you do what I've been doing. Try it. Look at somebody and tell him his life. If it is something that can easily come by, do it. Because it's not something easily come by, a man cannot be provoked and be angry and say, I'm going to tell you your life. I'm going to tell him. Then when God speaks like that through a man, it's because God is saying to you, this is the seal of my approval upon this man who can see into the future that I reveal. So when God tells him to tell you to come and pray, why do you not come? That's where I'm going. I did not come. Read the Lord. That was when I was ministering two days ago, not yesterday, the, the first. Uh, we had a serious worship, and worship provoked prophetic. So while we're ministering, I was telling you how in this month you must ask from God directly. And our sister in uh, America, she had a problem that she had been discussing with me, and they brought a decision to her. So. And when I was teaching, she just said to herself in the U.S., watching on the net, on the net she said, um, I'm going to phone Apostle after this meeting because the unction was heavy. She said, I'm going to phone Apostle to, to pray for me over this matter. And as she said that in her mind, I said to the church, Church, listen to me. This month I shall pray for nobody. She said she almost froze where she was. That ah, Apostle had my thoughts. No, Apostle didn't hear her thoughts. She was connected by the Spirit, and the God of the Spirit that she spoke her thought to replied her from my lips without me knowing that he was replying somebody. And I continued to minister. There is always something for you when you obey. I will together now. So when it's time to pray, don't play. You don't have any other power. Mm-hmm. Therefore, <coughs> don't play. This world is terrible. <coughs> it is under two forces. The force of evil and righteousness. Whatever you give yourself to determines who rules over you. Let me show you some few things. Last week I was teaching you about the freedom in Christ. When I was looking at this and God was speaking to me, I told my wife that this church of God will be, 
will be plunged into a serious chaos when I fully teach this. I have five minutes to just give you information. We'll pray and then we'll close this service. The church of God will be plunged into chaos because many people have been teaching wrong doctrine. It is the liberty in Christ that I'm looking at. You remember we are looking at you are born to rule. And I was telling you how, why people don't rule. Because of the dogma of the Old Testament. And we looked at the book of Second Corinthians chapter 3. Alright. Where we began to look from verse 13. We are not like Moses who will put a veil over his face. To keep Israelites from gazing at it while its, the radiance was fading. Or fading away. But their mind were made dull. For till this day when the, the, when, the same veil remains, when the old covenant is read, it has not been removed. Because only in Christ is it taken away. Now let me say this to you. We are not under the law, correct? But are we above the law? Come on now, gentlemen. Some Christians have misunderstood the word. We are not under the law. The Old Testament is veiled. But the Bible says only through Christ can it be removed. Now listen to verse 15. Even to this day, where Moses is read, a veil covers their heart. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what liberty or freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of, uh, all, uh, all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now I will explain that to you deeper as we go in the, the, uh, this month. But let me help you understand something. The Bible talks about two significant things here. It talks about two dispensations: the dispensation of the law. And the dispensation of grace. And the Bible says that whenever you read the law, there is a veil. But it didn't tell you not to read the law. It said, whenever you read the law, there is a veil. It said because it's only in Jesus Christ that the veil is removed. So, whenever you read the law, you turn to Jesus. Okay? So that the Old Testament is not obsolete. The whole Old Testament... Now, I showed you last week about the principle of law. I think maybe God just allowed me to go and play in the school to read law. So that I can have a deeper knowledge because I begin to teach about law now. The jurisprudence of God. I want to show you something very, very important. Some New Testament believers believe that they, they are not supposed to observe the law. Yes, correct. We are not observers of the law, but we are keepers of the law. How many of you here observe the laws of England? You live your life daily because the law says this, don't do this, don't do this. No. But in your life in England, you will never offend the law. Because you know that if you offend the law, you will be punished by the, by the, by the uh, court. The Bible says that it's only in Jesus Christ that the veil of the old is removed. Let me take you to the book of Galatians and show you something very quickly. Galatians chapter 3, 
which is very, very common with us. A good number of us can read it off head. Galatians 3.13. What does it say? Shall we read it together? Ah, is this not headquarters? Read it together. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yes. Okay, then read the next verse. He redeemed us. Now, don't let us miss that. He redeemed us in order for the purpose of that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ, Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promised Holy Spirit. So in other words, he took, he says that, what he's saying here is this. In the time of Abraham, there was no law. It was time of conscience. Then you have the time of Moses. Now you have the time of grace. Okay? So we who are born in time of grace are redeemed from the curses of the law of Moses. Okay? Now if you look at that scripture very, very attentively, look behind the veil of it. It helps you understand that the law remains. But the curse of the law is what you have been redeemed from. And if you look at evidence of the Bible, it says that, you know, the wages of sin is what? Death. Okay? And the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Then in chapter, five, three, uh, chapter 3, 23, it says in, of Romans, All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory Okay, so that the punishment of sin is condemnation. That is the curse of the law. So, the redemption of Jesus Christ only redeems us from the consequence of the law of Moses. But he did not redeem us from the law. I want to show you something. I don't want you to go to hell. I beg you to follow me. There are many ministers in Pentecostal church today. If you look at Pentecostal church in the past 30 years, it is absurd to hear bishops committing adultery. I mean, it is totally stupid. A young Christian should not commit adultery. In my own Christian time, adultery is not what is mentioned in the church, even for a young believer. But why is it that it has become like a stigma right now? This is what it is. Many people misunderstand that scripture. They believe that once you are born again, you are no more under the law. Yes, you are not under the law. But your redemption, remember, is not from the law. It is from the curse of the law. Now, let me help you understand something, therefore. That is the reason why Romans chapter 6 verse 1. Let's read together. Shall we read it together? Shall we continue in sin? Did it hear? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may? What did he say in the next verse? God forbid. By no means we die to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Now therefore, that's what God tells us that though, you know, we were delivered from the curse of the law, 
But the law has not been taken away from us. God delivered us from the curse of the law, but He had not taken away the law. He had not given us the liberty to live anyhow. You know what law is? Law is just a manual for life. It's just a manual for good living. That is what law is. Are we together now? And law, contravention of law, is sin. The word sin means miss the mark. Okay? So if somebody sin now, a believer commits sin now, what happened to you is that that sin, the sin that brought you to hell, you have been delivered from. Okay? If you make a mistake in your Christian journey and you sinned, what do you do? You ask the Lord for mercy. Alright? God will have mercy on you, but He will punish you for the sin. I say God will have mercy on you, that you won't go to hell, but He will punish you for the sin. But the Bible tells us, sometimes the Bible tells us, if you continue in that sin, you will go to hell. There is a tolerant period that God will not, a yield point, that God will not forgive you anymore for your iniquity. Hebrews 6 tells us. When we go into the scripture, we'll, we'll, we'll get, I have time. I don't have time now. But for you, I want to know. <laughs> oh, <my shoe. laughs> for you, I want to know this. Don't take God for granted. A Christian who is a brute and reckless in sin is a person who has taken God for a fool. He will judge every iniquity. I will together now. I want to read to you some sins, some, some law. You know, today, I'm not, I, I want to establish, because of television, I want to establish the principle, then we go into the, to the things that God said we shouldn't do. Let me read to you from the book of Lipticus. The things that God said you must not do, you and I must not do, which still remains. Salvation didn't stop this, it didn't revoke this. He said, Verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You must, not, you must not do as they do in Egypt. Egypt is like the world. You and I now, we are born, born again from Egypt, born again from the world. Okay, So we are not supposed to do any practice of the world. Where are you used to live? Okay? And you must not do as... They do in the land of Canaan. You mustn't do what they do in England. The way they behave in the United Kingdom. Where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. Listen to this. You must obey my laws. That is a command. And be careful to follow all my decrees. God has not changed for the New Testament on this. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws. For the man who obeys them will what? Live by them. I am the Lord. So therefore, the laws of God is a manual for living. It's a guide for good life. In the Old Testament, when you break it, you do rituals. Now ritual is no more. But the law remains. <laughs> Whatever you put into your life is what you get out of it. Now, the first law, he says, yeah, no one should approach, no one is to approach any close relative to have sexual relations, relations, I am the Lord. Second law, 
Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. Do not have relations with her. Sex. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. That would dishonor your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister. Either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter. Whether she was born in the same home or else. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That would dishonor you. Do not have sexual relations with the daughter of your father's wife. Born to your father, she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister because she is your mother's close relative. Do not dishonor your father's brother by approaching his wife to have sexual relations. She is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. Do not have sexual uh, relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. That will dishonor your brother. Do not have sexual relations with, with both a woman and her daughter. Do not have sexual relations with either her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter. They are her close relatives. That is wicked. Verse 18. Do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sexual relations with her while you are, your wife is living. Do not approach a woman to have sexual relations during her menstruation or her uncleanness of her monthly period. Do not have sexual relations with, her, with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. That is adultery. <laughs> Do not give any of your children to knowledge. Now I want to see this. All what I've read to you, sexual relations, sexual relations, remember it says that that's what they do in Egypt. Okay? A person who says a Christian and does any of those things, you are in hell already. <laughs> you are in hell already. I mean, those things are detestable. Now let me now show you things that come from idol worshipping. 21. Do not have any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech. All these things came from Molech. For you must not profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. Look at the first Pharisees of Molech. Do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman. Homosexuality came from Molech. That is detestable. It came from the practice of Molech. Even in some African countries, I can tell you some African religion that that's what they still do today. Whenever they do those orations, they invoke Lucifer. Some call it the spirit of sodomy because that was the practice that Satan filled Sodom and God destroyed Sodom with sulfur. A taste of hellfire, Jude says. So some Christians are saying that oh, we have to be sympathetic to what some other people, you know, you know what they feel, what they believe. If you are sympathetic to the devil, you will go to hell where the devil is. This nation needs to hear that. Because I've heard that one of our leaders had promised that any African country who does not accept homosexuality, he will withdraw uh, resources from them. I'm so sorry for him. Because he will soon be out. 
I wish I was there when he came to, to, the, to the midst of Christians to come and teach just for five minutes. He will whip out of that place. Oh, yes, they must hear the truth. We must not paddle Satan with, in the head when he uses people. We must, differ, we must divide the man from the devil so that the man can return back to God. It is the truth of the word that divides the bones and the joints and the marrows. If we cannot preach the truth because we are afraid to offend man, we are already in hell. Every messenger who do that will not enter heaven. He says here, do not have sexual relations with an animal and defile yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relations with it. That is perversion. Do not, lie, do not defy yourself in any ways. Listen to this. Because this is how the nations that I am going to drive out before you became defiled. Even the land was defiled. So I punished the land. I punished it for its sins. And the land vomited out its inhabitants. The ground speaks. He has life. He created by God. That's why he eats man. And he will vomit man on the last day. But you must keep my decrees and my laws. The native born and the aliens living among you must do so. Must do, must do, must not do any of these detestable things. For all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you. And the land became defiled. The land became defiled. Anywhere these people practice this thing, they defy the land. And if you defy the land, it will vomit you. And it will, it, and as it vomited out the nations that were before them. You know, Britain will be shaking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This nation will be shaking. That's why all of you must take your stand. When the shaking comes, we will know those who really love God, who really belong to God. The shaking will come. Anywhere they do these things, the land will vomit them. Vomit them. Open his mouth and swallow some people up. Release fire that should be kept under the earth. And people are consumed. Break over and all their structure collapse in one day. Land, vomit people. The land will raise itself in the midst of the sea and the tide will cover the dry land. People are drawn, are drowned. All these things happen because of the sins of Molech. When the nation commits the sin of Molech, the land will vomit them. Their reliance will be destroyed. And Britain needs to repent before this judgment comes shortly. Everyone, verse 29, who does any of these detestable things, such persons must be what? Cut off from their bro- people. So a person cannot say, I'm a Christian, and you did those things, you are cut off already. Keep my requirement and do not follow any of the detestable customs that were practiced before you, before you came, and do not defy yourself with those things in England. I am the Lord your God. Because time is gone. Look at chapter 19. I read only a few verses there. 26. 
Do not eat meat with the blood still in it. Bloody steak is from idol worshipping. When you eat meat, you must make sure that it's without blood. Listen to this. Do not practice divination. The same verse. Because bloody meat comes from divination. Are we together now? Or eating blood of animal. It came from divination. You don't cook blood of animal and eat it. It is idol worshipping practice. Do not cut the hair at the side of your head. Did you see that? Or clip off your, the edge of your beard. It came from Molech. Do not cut your body tattoo for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself. I am the Lord. Do not degrade your daughter by making her a prostitute or the land will turn to prostitution and be filled with wickedness. Verse 31. Do not turn to medium or seek out spiritists, palm readers, astrologers, for you will be defied by them. I am the Lord. The last verse I will read to you is verse 32. Shall we read it together? Rise in the presence of the aged. Show respect for the elderly. And revile your God. I am. Stand up on your feet. We're going to pray. Pray. Break away the disgrace I dread. For your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life in your righteousness. We're going to pray together that Father, take away every unrighteous act from our hearts. And restore our heart back to you. Lift up your voice and let's pray. Our God and King, take away every unrighteousness away from our hearts. Restore our heart back to you. Our children, our adults, restore our heart back to you, O God. Tell the Lord, deliver me from deception of the last days. Do not let the devil deceive me any longer. I render myself to you. Deliver me from the, right, from the deception of the last days. Jesus said in the book of Matthew 24, Watch out that you are not deceived. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, in the last days many will desire the faith turn to and turn to deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Tell Jesus, protect my heart from the deception of the last days. Do not let the devil overcome my thoughts. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Deliver me from your judgment and your thoughts. Tell God, do not let my faith, my, my, my service to you be in vain. Coming to church every day, do not let it end up in vain. Let the church be in me. Father, let your word dwell in me. And guide my steps. If you are falling a victim of any of those things God says, you don't know, tell the Lord, I'm sorry. When you ask God for mercy, he will give you mercy. 
Some of you have not known those things that they are sinful. And you might have been involved in them. Maybe somebody's even hearing me that is involved in it. Tell the Lord, I am sorry. Have mercy upon me. Cleanse me from the field of sin. Restore my conscience. Restore my soul, which you created. Deliver my soul from hell. My God and my King, we pray. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. Now, I want to ask God for anything you want for the month of May. Because this is victory night. We are closing now. Ask God for anything you want. If you have your requests in your hand, take them out and read them before the Lord. Start praying and asking God. You may want to pray silently because what is between you and God is personal. How do you want this month to be for you? Do you have any requests from the Lord? The Lord had told us and I told you that whatever you ask him, he will do it. Ask God sincerely, and God will do it. Bartimaeus called for mercy, and Jesus stood and had mercy on him. There is nothing impossible with God. It says, Then you will come to pray to me, and I will answer you. You will seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you. Pray and tell God, let me find you from this month. Teach my heart to seek after you. All these requests, the Bible says, Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and your plans will succeed. In the past, we have done things without committing it to God. What are your plans this month? Your business? Your spiritual? Are you sick in your body? Have you been given a bad news? Why don't you tell God who can change bad news to good news? The God who will not look at your guilt. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, the Bible says. Tell the Lord, save me. Save me. Deliver me. Tell the Lord, have mercy on me. Fulfill my days. Let me obtain mercy. Let me obtain mercy. Let me obtain mercy. Let me obtain mercy, O God. Let me obtain mercy. Let me obtain mercy, O God. Let me obtain mercy. Let me obtain mercy, O God. Let me obtain mercy. Father, I pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. If you came with the bottle of oil, lift it up. This is number five. The month five. Number five is the number of man and is the number of grace. The Lord had told us about the fifth month and the seventh month. My God and my King, this oil is lifted up before you. He said unto Moses, he would take the oil and call it the oil, the sacred oil of anointing. I declare your sacred power into this oil in the name of Jesus. By the anointing of this oil, 
Father, whoever this one shall come in contact with, your mercy will look at them. Every grace available in you shall work for them. The sick will be healed. Not only healed, but be restored. You will not only take the sickness away, but you will rejuvenate the bodies. Father, anyone that is always come in contact with will encounter favor from heaven. My God and my King, you who is supreme, above all, and who are kin to the voice of man, one among my brothers that you sent before me, when you sent him on a mission of battle, and he was fighting and he saw that this, the evening was coming, he decided to stop the rotation and the revolution of this world. And he pointed his hand to heaven and said, You son, stand still in the valley of Aijalon. The Bible says, And the sun stood still for 24 hours. Father, in satellite Judeci today, we know that mathematically there is a period in the revolution of the earth that the earth stops spinning for 24 hours. We do not understand by our mathematics and science, but Lord, the Bible reveals it. It was caused by your son, Joshua. So, as it is that you, God in heaven, listen to the voice of man on earth and do it. I say, anyone that is or shall come in contact with shall encounter favor. Whatever be the difficulty of their life shall give way. If there is a house that Satan abodes, or a building, a dwelling place that Satan has taken to be shrine, when this oil is applied into a man that enters the house, your fire will engulf the house. When this oil shall come upon the lintel of the house, every part of Satan shall be consumed with fire. Father, I speak in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. By this oil, mortal man will know that you are God. <clears throat> By this oil, Satan will recognize your work again. Father, we boast not in flesh. We boast not in material things. But we boast in the fact that we know you, the ancient of things, who still mystify us and the whole of your creation. By the way you answer the petition of your saints on earth, I say, anywhere these eyes are coming, contact we shall be engulfed by the glory of God. Yeah. Father, before the end of this month, there shall be testimonies. We thank you because it's done. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen.